The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome to Beach Business Speaks, where I am vocal for local business. Only heard on Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's truly local radio. I am your host, Victor Miller. Now, on with the show. Joining me this week is Meg Mossop, the Program Director of Meg Walks Canine Services. Welcome, Meg. Hi, Meg. How's it going? It's so good to see you. You too. Her phone number is 705-994-4561. And her website, which I really urge you to go on and check what she does, is www.megwalks.com. That's M-E-G-W-A-L-K-S dot com. And you can also reach her on Facebook under? It's facebook.com slash Wasaga. Okay. Everybody got that? We're going to repeat all this later on. Okay. You uh, really do an awful lot with canines. Um, I do. More than I understood <laughs> at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> now I'm fully understanding. Um, what are your hours uh, that you operate? We try to get, have all of our walks done. Now for the Adventure Walks program, the group dog walking, we go between 10 a.m. and 4 or 5, trying to get everybody out while their parents are at work. Right on. What you do is uh, one-on-one dog training in home or out and about. And I've seen you out and about many times when I'm out there with my little patch, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay? And um, you help develop behavior to fit family's lifestyle. Absolutely. Now, um, you do dog walks. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you do this and how long does that go for? We do dog walks. Um, depends on the dog walks. We do privates and we do group. Um, we try to focus on our group program because it really helps develop social skills for all the dogs in the area. It's not about playtime all the time. It's about pack mentality and dogs learning how to socialize. We do it everywhere and anywhere, um, depending on the day, the type of dogs we have, um, and you know the weather. We'll go. Some days there's hikes in the woods. Some days we walk on the beach. Some days not with Sega Beach, obviously, but some days <laughs> we um, head into Collingwood and we'll walk downtown so the dogs are being desensitized to a more community downtown kind of environment they have to learn to leave people and other dogs and all the things alone and focus on the walk so okay you also deal with uh, special needs too and individual attention required absolutely Um, we find that a lot of dogs that do have issues uh, with let's say other dogs or anxiety or you know, nervousness around strangers. A lot of them haven't been exposed to the things or desensitized um, to to the environment around them. So we try to work with them and build them up to be confident, balanced, and understand other canines' body language so that they know how to react in the situations. We then teach them the reactions so that we can avoid issues in the community when they're out walking with their parents and when they're mm-hmm. when they see dogs across the street or they see a squirrel or a rabbit or a kid that they really want to meet. Um, we try to teach them appropriate and their parents appropriate reactions to those situations. You know what I love about when I speak with you? You don't say owners. No. It's their parents. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what they are, two animals. Yeah, I mean it's... They're supposed to be responsible parents when you have a dog or a cat. It's so important. Or a guinea pig. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Meg has a guinea pig. Oh, 
he just keeps living. <laughs> Jeremy's a sweetie, but um, yeah, I think that's one of the the big things I wanted to promote with Meg Walks is responsible canine um, handling and uh, being responsible with your dog out in public and in the community, walking them properly on a leash, um, having the right tools to make it a comfortable and pleasant walk for both of you, and to keep everybody in in your community um, happy and safe and comfortable because not everybody loves dogs and you have to really respect that and mm-hmm. uh, and be responsible for your pets. So That's why uh, you are the way you are with these dogs. It's key. And, you know, yeah. I can walk. We could walk up to somebody if they're all off leash and within 10 feet and turn and walk the other way and they'll all come with me because they know. They're desensitized. They're not... Uh, they know that they're to follow me and we're going off to do cooler things anyway. So... <laughs> so once they understand that, there's no uh, turning back. It's for really them. cool when I'm out there with packs, right? Over a snake oh. maneuver by the dunes. That's yeah, where I yeah. And I know. you're out there with those packs. I know. I sometimes we head back there. We can't right now because they're all uh, they're kind of <laughs> unstable. But we head back into the bush. We go as far as we can, um, and we just have a blast. I'm usually filthy, covered in yeah, you are. Or, yeah, and just <laughs> she's not dirty today. No, but yeah, during sure. those days, I see you dirty. Yeah, I haven't done my walk yet. So so take a look at me in another four hours and we'll see where we're at um but yeah we're pretty gross but you know what the dogs love it so we dog all day you're not just a dog walker you're also a dog lover there's no question about this and you've got a little guy in here right now with us this pretty little princess talk about her please senora millie well senora millie actually she's got pearls on of course she does (laughs) senora millie uh i just actually adopted from the jordan triangle humane society in collingwood uh, completely unexpectedly i didn't plan on it as i do have a 105 pound Pyrenees mix already. Hemingway. Hemingway. That's a lot of dog. So Senora Millie was flown in from New Mexico about just less than a month ago I would say. She she was found on the streets as a stray. She is around 10 years old and she is about 4 pounds with, with Two front teeth. Um, so the poor thing, the crowded shelters down there can't really maintain that. So they've been bringing, bringing chihuahuas up here. And the Georgian Triangle Humane Society has been finding homes for them. So I have a four-pound chihuahua now. And little Millie has started to do the adventure walks, despite mm-hmm. me my best efforts. She has. Wow. I thought she would be a little house dog, but she yeah. refuses to stay home. So she comes out and she actually does some of the, the walks. Luckily, I can pick her up and... You know, yeah. keep when she's too yeah. tired, but she does try to come out. She uh, she needs those social skills too. She's four pounds, whether they're four pounds or 105 pounds, they still need that. Uh, what a little trooper, eh? Oh, she's hilarious. Look at her right now. And how I've, long have you had her now? I adopted her maybe two weeks ago. Maybe and she's already adapting that quickly. With she, you? well, I will admit, Senora Millie kind of fell in love with me very quickly and. Uh, well, I think all the dogs do that. Yes, yes. She. <laughs> I've seen how you are with these dogs. It's pretty hard not to imagine this. Well, okay? I have fun with them. We're so. Yeah, much you fun. certainly do. It's so fun. even when you're dirty. Filthy. That's the most fun. <laughs> okay, now. Do so. you do any services for the seniors uh, with cats and dogs? We do. We have pet uh, pet services. So we do cats. We do senior senior pets. We do puppy visits. Oh. Um, half an hour visits where we come in and we spend time with our pets with the puppies. We start working with them young to build up their manners and 
practice their leash techniques, um, build them up with social skills and that kind of thing. We may start introducing them to other dogs and just all the puppy basics. With seniors, we obviously take the care to make sure they've been out and have some time outside in the sun and get relieve themselves. Um, and then cats, when you're away, if you're gone for a, um, a little bit of time for a vacation, then we come in daily and we make sure we cuddled them and mm-hmm. fed them and cleaned up for after them and just spend some time with them playing. Now, you just brought up an interesting point. Mm-hmm. I heard on a talk radio, they were talking about, I thought the guy was a wacko, <laughs> they were talking about you should never hug your dog. Mm, that is Stanley Co- Yeah. You, did you hear about that? I did. I actually follow what, that guy. What the heck is that about? It's dominant. It's a. It's a. It's relevant. It's yeah. It's true. Um, it is true. It is true. Okay. It is go true. On, tell us what. Now, here's the thing with that. I would never walk up to a, a dog and just hug them. It's a dominance thing. It, it shows that you're controlling their their body. So over top, because they're traumatized if you hug them. That's what yeah. The guy was now saying. that being said, when you've bonded with your dog and it is a bond, you know, when you have that relationship, some dogs don't do like it. Some dogs don't mind. My Hemingway, he he doesn't. He loves me hugging him. He'll come and sit right in and back up. Um, but. For a lot of dogs, it's a, it's kind of uncomfortable. It's not something they like. And it's basically you should just saying that I have control of their body. So I don't recommend hugging dogs. I oh, really okay. don't. Okay. Now, again, that being said, some dogs don't mind it with when it's with their person and you have that bond. It's the same thing. You wouldn't walk up to a strange dog and stare them in the eyes because that's threatening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you notice with your own pet, they may sit and stare at you with these loving, sparkly eyes. Patch does that yes. all the so time. So that's a switch. That's actually a sign of respect. He may close and blink his eyes a little bit yeah. at you. Or looks that's at me a, sideways. Yep, that's a sign of respect and ad- admiration and re- you know calmness. Um, but if you're doing that with a strange dog that doesn't have that relationship, then it's a threat. The fine line with dog behavior. Very fine line with dog behavior. That's why it's so so challenging to catch it because it's so, so minute. When I heard this, I thought the guy was a real wacko. He's actually very educated. He's the university. Then I looked at Patch, right? Um, Patch is not a hugger. Patch is a Maltese Bichon, folks. Um, He's really a lap dog, um, but he's not a hugger. Uh, when I'm on the couch, I have to lift him up. He can't jump up. He's nine years old. <laughs> He's, He's a little overweight. Chubby. Yeah, a little right. overweight. He's losing some weight, though. He doesn't want to cuddle. Yeah. And I and I have noticed that. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to cuddle you. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's edged over to me, and he's laying mm-hmm. beside my leg, mm-hmm. or he'll get on my lap. Mm-hmm. It's got to be his choice. Interesting. It's not me picking him up and putting him on my lap. Mm-hmm. And that I know about him. Yeah. But and I get those side looks. And I think, what's going on with you? What are you thinking? Yeah. No, you're not, not going to get a treat. You know, things like that. So when I heard the show, I thought, hmm. Interesting, The eh? guy's a bit of a wacko, I think. But <laughs> I've got a dog that doesn't like to be cuddled. Uh-huh. But he cuddles me when he wants. Well, from what you've explained to me, Vic, your dog, he's new to the home. In his last home, he yeah. tended to run the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he is... His level's pretty high. He thinks pretty highly of himself. So yeah, oh when yeah. it's his choice, oh this yeah. is yeah, this is all falling into that pattern, right? Okay. So it makes sense. Um, because okay, he does what he before. wants. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. So then it's a it's a matter now again, with hugging and things like that, with a dog like that, it's not something that you're gonna wanna do. But gotcha. build up slowly some pa- some leadership skills mm-hmm. and uh, 
in the long run, you might notice that change a little bit. Are you listening, folks? This lady knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Don't this ask me to do human, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hug a stranger. No. <laughs> that could lead or into different, different problems. Okay, now, let's get into a few things here. Um, I notice, like, when I'm walking patch, I do poop and scoop. Thank goodness. Why is it I see people have poop and scooped? And they've left the bag. There's a couple why different ways. Why would people do that? Well, the odd time I do it, but and here's why. And what's the cost of fines for not poop and scooping? Well, here's the thing. Okay, I am a strong supporter. I think everybody needs to clean up after their pets. If yeah, you me are, too. If you're way deep in the bush and you're off the trails and there's no, nobody around, I mean, that's a different thing. Yeah, because there's deer poop and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's human poop out there. Yep, My dog yeah. finds it all the time. Oh. So... Again, same thing goes, guys. Yeah. Poop and scoop or cover it, please. Yeah. Um, dig a little hole. But as far as... <laughs> the, Bury it. Yeah. Please, my dog rolls in it. Let's just... Um, so anyways, poop and scoop. The only reason that I think there, that anybody would leave a bag after cleaning it is because they're headed back that way on the way back to their car. They're not. And they're not going to... They don't want to carry it the whole walk. So they're that's there the, for days. Yeah, then that's not appropriate. That just defeats and, the whole purpose, guys. And I've only had this dog since December. 22nd mm-hmm. that was put on me. Uh, of course, I'm definitely not ever going to let him go now. No. Um, he's, he's won me over, uh, <laughs> even though he's not a cuddler. But uh, the cat still rules the nest, though. Get and a chihuahua if you want a cuddler. This cause... is all news to me, right? Because I'm seeing mm-hmm. poop and scoop bags. Yep, everywhere. Why would you poop and scoop and not take the bag? Exactly. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get so it. So I'm new to this. The only, like I said, the only thing that I think would be justified that would be because they're at the start of their walk and they leave it on the trail because on the way back they're going to pick it up otherwise there's no excuse pick no up your there's poop. no I, excuse. I drove around yesterday with an, a bag of poop in my car the whole day without even because yeah. if i if there's nowhere for me to throw out my bag then i bring it with me i'm picking these bags up coming back yeah. home with pets. you know how many bags of poop i carry around with me every day i don't think i want to know this there are pounds i should weigh it one day actually no Dog. If the dog's unsociable, mm-hmm. what do you do? How do you? Well, it depends on the dog. This? It depends on the dog. I'm very observant of the dog. Every single time we do training, it's going to be based on the dog. My techniques are positive reinforcement based and reward based training, um, and I have to go in there and kind of figure out what's the what's going on here. Why is this dog not sociable? What's the reasoning? It's not a normal thing because dogs are pack animals. Yeah. So dogs yeah. generally are sociable. A lot of times, it's that these. Pups haven't been taught proper social manners because they're raised with humans. Mm -hmm. They haven't had the proper social manners. Um, Like I was saying before, that behaviors can be so, so, so difficult to spot um, that sometimes it's completely off. People think they have aggression, aggression issues or real trouble with their dogs. And the reality is, is that they just are insecure and they need to know that they have that safety factor of a strong leader. So if I have nervous dogs that are unsociable, then we're going to build them up slowly with proper dogs that can teach them and still respect their boundaries um, and not get in their face um, and give them the time they need to, to learn. So it's not an overnight process. It's something that we do. And our goal is to build those dogs up so that they can be in the pack. Like I said earlier, our adventure walks is not just a big playtime or play group. Mm-hmm. It is to some of them. Mm-hmm. The young pups who love to play, they're off playing. The older dogs who um, who are a little over that, they're exploring or hunting or walking with uh, with their pack leader. Um, so it really depends on the type of dog. And we build them up so that they're doing what it is that they need to do to burn the most energy and be the most uh, balanced dogs they can be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thanks for that. Um, let's talk about uh, community respect for people that own dogs. 
Very good. Let's talk I'd about love to. Manners, responsibility of the pet owners. Yes. One, leash your dog. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand when you're way out in the bush, a lot of people will let their dogs off, which is fine. They'll want know. them to run. Yeah, and that's completely understandable. Um, it's it's hard to get that space at some of these dog parks and things like that because of the amount of dogs that are in there. Um, so yeah, you do want to get them out running. But when you take your dog off leash, just understand that that is, you are taking responsibility and taking on that liability when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and be prepared. Don't have your dog off leash if, they're, if they don't have a strong recall. If your dog will run up to people or um, will not return right away, then then it's not worth it at that point. If you're going to be around other people in, in the community, um, just respectfully. There's also, again, like you've already touched, poop and scoop. Please poop and scoop. You know, oh, it's yeah. really, it doesn't matter what season it is. Middle no. of winter, there's still people out there. Just, yeah. you know, clean it up, guys. Um, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, there are bags all over our community. People, there are, the city has provided them. So that's amazing. Um, so that another thing, flexi leashes, I don't think people really realize the dangers of them or what can be. So if you are using a flexi leash, what is that? That's the extendable leash. The one that, uh, is on a roller and see, I have that for patch. It depends and it works well. Just make sure you're using it. But I can lock it also. Exactly. And that's the key. Make sure you're using it responsibly and properly because, um, it can, it's, if it run, if your dog can run right up to another dog who's unleashed, that's a dangerous situation. It's not fair to the other dog. And, uh, yeah, when I'm getting near another person, I lock it up and he's tight with me exactly okay. um i'm learning okay yeah. i'm doing it right okay one other thing that's a totally sense. it is but yeah. i think we get relaxed and uh yeah. our puppies are pretty cute so they can win us over pretty yeah but uh one other thing now on the other side of that that i just wanted to talk about are dogs in our community who are working this is a huge topic for me right now um because it's so important to understand what to do in these situations we have some service dogs in our area and they're part of our community as well um if they don't have their vests on then they're just like everybody else other dogs um however if they do have their vests on it is so important how do you react i mean some of them are pretty cute we understand that but these guys are working and it uh really could impact the health and safety of the person that they're working for their handler so key thing let's say it's a child who has seizures and this dog is meant to track or to track her seizures or notify if she's about to seize. Okay. Um, and this dog's distracted by strangers at Walmart because oh, they're talking to okay. him. No, Maybe that dog's not going to catch that seizure. And then we're going to have issues. These dogs technically are considered a medical apparatus or a, you know, it's like, for example, a wheelchair or these things are used to help people in, in society and community. So if they're, if they're being distracted by people looking at them or calling to them mm-hmm. or trying to feed them, mm-hmm. then they're not properly taking care of their handler. They're right. not doing their job. So it's really not fair to the to the person who needs them. So I would say, all I have to say on that, guys, is no matter how cute that dog is, how pretty they are, you're standing in Walmart and you see a beautiful dog walk up, if he's in his vest, yeah. ignore that yeah. dog. Don't, it's not don't the interrupt time. Their do work not time. interrupt. Do not stand and stare at them because you know, some of these, that's not comfortable for some of these people. We have, we have, um, some veterans in our community who have post-traumatic stress disorder and use their dogs around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and having somebody staring at them or walking up behind them and trying to talk to them is actually going to trigger some of their symptoms. So it's really 
something we also need to respect on the other hand, on because these dogs are also in our communities. So just walk away, leave them alone. If you see them without their vest later on in the day, by all means, you can... Yeah, then they're off work. Exactly, exactly. Right. So that's something I think on the other end that people need to also respect. See, I never knew any of this. Yeah, it's and something... And a lot of people in the community wouldn't know well, this and it's, either. Well, and it's education because when you see a service dog, you assume, oh, they, it's a seeing eye dog or mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Well... We have a lot of dogs out there now. Like I said, we're a big veteran community. There's PTSD service dogs out there that are working with their handlers so that these guys are out. They're able to get their groceries. They're able to function. And uh, having people interrupt interrupt their, their dogs when they're out is a real real struggle for a lot of them, and it affects them pretty significantly. So I thought that's something maybe we need to educate people on a bit, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just something you don't think of. You see a cute puppy or a yeah, cute dog, yeah. especially when they're that good. They're well-behaved and... You just see, wanna... I never thought of it that mm-hmm. way. I know when I see a, a CNI dog. Yeah. I know they're, they're working. Yeah. You don't approach. Yeah. Because they're working. Well, but... But I never thought of the other. Well, these vets, too, like, they look pretty normal from the outside. Their their appearance is yeah. that of everyone else, yeah. so you don't recognize the disability. Right. Um, but these dogs are working, and it's really important that they stay focused and stay in that, that so job. So our key thing is, if the dog's wearing a vest, Walk. stay stay clear. Yep, stay clear. Let them work. Yep. Okay. Just walk. Okay. Don't make eye contact. Just keep going. All Do right. your thing. Thanks for that big tip. Yeah, okay. it's important. Um, doggy parks. <laughs> uh, dun, dun, dun. Um, good or bad, what's the appropriate way uh, to use these facilities? The appropriate way to Talk use these to facilities. Me. One, your dog must be spayed or neutered if they're over six months. That's the number one thing. If your dog is not spayed or neutered over six months, they should not be using the dog That's parks. That's being a responsible that parent. That is being a responsible parent. Two, these are not a place for your coffee break, guys. This is not a place for you to hang out. Um, if you want to do that, go find a park or something. Um, this is a place for dogs to get some exercise that have a problem who can't be off leash in an unclosed environment. So or, um, it's really important. You're there for the dogs. Now, you don't go in there and you sit down and talk to your friends. You go in there and you move. You walk, you walk, you walk, you play. You get your dog out moving. You do some training. You do different things. You let them play with other dogs. But you don't want to go in there, grab your Timmies, and sit down. It makes Which it a very lot of dangerous. It makes it very dangerous for other people. Another thing, respect the limits. If there are more than the allotted, uh, or if there are more than a certain amount of dogs, you know, it's not safe in there anymore, guys. You got to make, these aren't big enough. They're just not big enough for big, massive groups of dogs. Right. Um, also, respect if your dog isn't really interested in that kind of a social life. You know, they may do different things. Like, Mike, are your guys out on the adventure walk? What's That's- a sign? What's a sign that I, I would know? Uh, Patch doesn't want to be there. A tail down between the legs. Right. Trying okay. to get up on your lap. Um, running, scooting around, maybe getting to the door. Getting um, agitated then. Yes. If okay. do- You know, it's just, there. there can be a lot of bullying going on in dog parks that people aren't quite recognizing right. um, and then the dogs who are a little bit like less secure like a playground secure, for a child exactly the okay. dogs who are a little less secure it's going to affect them socially if you don't kind of step in and, and keep them safe and teach them what to do so I'm personally I use dog parks when they're empty if mm-hmm. I drive by and there's no one there that's when I'm going to use them my, mind you my dogs have a lot of other dogs to play with and things like that but that's also why we offered up the uh, or we offer the adventure walk program as an alternative to dog parks a way to get your dog out socializing learning manners and uh, social skills basically I took Patch to the dog park once I have experienced everything you just said yes that's why I wanted to get your point of view on this because I don't mm-hmm. know the etiquette uh, of a dog park because this is the first time I've had the dog in the beach now since yep. December 22nd. He's nine years of age. 
um, he's like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. They say, right? Oh, uh, I have a ten-year-old dog here. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I, know. I totally hear you. I totally hear you because I've taught him. Give me five. Give me yeah. ten. Up. Oh yeah. yeah. I told him a whole bunch of yeah. things since December twenty-second. So I agree with you one hundred percent here. I'm so excited for your guy. Oh, shut up. What a great lucky guy. <laughs> um, but I'm very lucky because I've got the. Um, I live right beside the dunes. Okay, uh, I've got. Hordes of space and trails. Yep. Yeah, um, he's he's got it made in the shade, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought I'm going to try the doggy part. Yeah. So, so something more social. Yeah, exactly. So I want to see how he interacts with other, other dogs, dogs, right? I want to learn, right? Being the new parent, naturally. So I um, I took him there, and exactly like you said. People just wanted to stand around and talk. No. I wanted to play with the dog at the dog park mm-hmm. and see what he would be like with other dogs interacting mm-hmm. while I'm working with him. But they're all just standing around. And they just around. want to talk. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather no. be a Timmy's if I'm going to do that. Yeah. And it's... I don't do coffee shop. That's the challenge with the dog parks. In theory, they're fantastic, but they can easily be abused. Um, yeah. You know, if you have the same group of dogs coming... It's for your this, dog time. If the, you have the same group of dogs coming every day at the same time, then they're going to get that pack mentality and some some territorial going on. Right. So if you have new dogs coming in, maybe nervous puppies or things that are just trying... Like you said, you're just trying out your guy, then it's not an ideal environment to bring a new dog into. It no. really isn't no. because they've already got their established... I went once and that's it. Uh, I've not been back. Yeah, I, I actually, I will, I will admit the last time I went, because I, I have a young guy and I like to, you know, he likes to play and mm. get out there. So the odd day that I have off, Hemingway, he's only a year old. I would, I used to go out there and, and try it. Well, the last time I went in, I walked in, uh, I had Hemingway and I had another little terrier with me. I, another person walked in behind me with an unneutered male and a small female. Within minutes, both of my dogs were attacked to the point of us leaving. Oh. Yeah. And this is from somebody who does know behavior. And but so as soon as I saw them come in, I already started to collect my dogs, but they went right after them. So it's even for somebody with, you know, the education, it's still really being it's and I haven't been back since. And I don't think I plan on it. Either. No, it's no. unfortunate, but they're, you know, you've got to make sure that's that's why we have adventure walks. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> we're going to get right into that in a second. Um, Beach three. That is the only beach for dogs, correct? Yes. And they have to be on the leash still, don't they? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Do everybody hear that? It's not the dog's beach. No. It's a beach three that's allowed to have dogs on. Yes. But you have to keep the dog on the leash. There are a lot of great spots out and about in our community. We were really lucky to live in a in a dense environment that has other spots that you can. If you want to get your dog out swimming, there are other spots. Oh, gotcha. You just need to go find them. Um, you know, our beach is one of our most... Well, it's our treasured it's our resource. treasured feature, right? It is yeah. what we are. It, it's what we're built on, and uh, it's our tourism industry as well. And I think that's something to be protected as well. And poop and scoop at Beach oh, Three, geez. also poop and scoop everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere. If you're okay. ten miles into the bush, I'm not going to care as much. But yeah. if yep. there's a trail or there are people, then yes, absolutely, poop and scoop one hundred percent. Okay, you got something going on. You do in the community this year. It's June sixth. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. We have start Megawalks has started the community. Adventure Walks um, up again, which we did last year. Uh, this year we're doing it the first Sunday of every month. Starting, we started, we just did it last Sunday for May. Um, we walked, we started at the Georgian Triangle Humane Society, and we just walk our dogs. It's a free event. Free. Free event. It's really, guys, just trying to get everybody out, be social, meet other dog people, 
um, and get moving. That's what these dogs need. So it is another alternative to mm-hmm. the dog park situation. And this one, this is this is a, a program where you can come. You can bring your kids. You can bring your friends. Um, the dogs have to stay on leash. Uh, no flexi leash is allowed. How long does it go? You know what? I actually based it on the dogs we had who showed up because right. okay. if. On Sunday, we had a lot of guys that were, you know, we had a four-month-old, we had a bulldog, we had some little guy, Millie came, Signora Millie came, so we did about an hour, I would say, um, about half an hour, 45 minutes there, and then back, but it, it really will depend. If I have a, if next month everybody shows up and they've got hyper labs, then we may go mm-hmm. a bit longer, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so this time it was about an hour. And it was just a blast. It, it was pouring rain, and we still had a good time. I know that doesn't stop you. Yeah, it I know. Stop. No, because that's the key. You can't <laughs> yeah. stop. Yeah. You can't yeah. just because it's raining. Your dog needs to get out yeah. there. You know? Can you imagine sitting in your house all day, all no. night, every day? It's no. Well, if, oh, what a boring life that would be. <laughs> <laughs> so, have I missed anything, Meg? I don't think so. You can actually check out the Community Adventure Walks. It has its own Facebook page. Okay, um, which it is. is Facebook.com slash Meg Walks Let's Walk. And uh, it will have all the updated dates and resources and uh, routes and things like that that you'll need uh, if you want to come out and join us next month. So for them to reach you, Mm -hmm. they can maybe even call you too? They can call me or you can email me directly at meg at megwalks.com or info at megwalks.com. There you go, people. It's free. It's a fun time to have with your pets with a whole bunch of gatherings uh, for to meet other people. If you're new in town and you've got a, a dog... This is a great way to meet new people in town, Mm -hmm. to get to know the community. And that's the thing, you know, uh, I really wanted to get people out of their houses and out and about because I do find people who spend a lot of time with dogs spend a lot of time just with dogs. So it's nice for us to meet other humans who are kind of equally strange and doggy. And bring your poop bags. Please, if not, I actually have a couple of extras. That you probably we, have a box. I have <laughs> <for> a... <you. laughs> yes. We have a, bit of poo, a few poop oh, Okay. Meg Mossop. Thank you so much, Vic. The program director of Meg Walks Canine Services. It's always an honor. It was a okay. blast. You can reach Meg at 705-994-4561. Her website is www.megwalks.com. And when you see Meg out there with her band of happy, <laughs> merry warriors, <laughs> <My> pack. <laughs> her pack, and Hemingway's always there. Yes. Uh, say hi to her, okay? Hemingway's actually become pretty lazy. He's uh, <laughs> quite inclined to just sleep on the porch all day now. Yeah, he looks pretty restless. Yeah, 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 tough life. And love your new addition. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, she's beautiful. Consider adopting a senior pack, guys. Yeah, your love Consider of animals it. is incredible. Thanks, Vic. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Beach Business Speaks, where I am vocal for local business. I am your host, Victor Miller. That's a wrap. Till next time, shop local. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.